0: Hi everybody, my name is Ken Fallon, and welcome to this episode of Hacker Public Radio. Today is a continuation on the LPI certification, today we're going to be covering PC cards. As I suggested previously, we're going to be changing our tack slightly, so we're going to move from using the IBM documentation, which I've heard some comments about that seems to be a bit out of date, and also I was never really comfortable with the fact that it wasn't licensed correctly. So we're moving to some documentation produced by Leading Edge Business Solutions as part of their Linux training program. You can find them at www.ledge.co.za. Their documentation is released under the GNU Free Documentation License, a link which will be also included in the show notes. So that means I am free to read word for word from this chapter. They also have at the end of every chapter a quiz questions so i was thinking here would be a good topic to put at the beginning of the podcast so first of all what is the purpose of an interrupt an io address and a dma channel what happens when there is a resource conflict between two devices and under what circumstances can two devices share the same irq value all these questions and more will be answered in the upcoming podcast Okay, topic 1.101.5, setting up PCI expansion cards. At the end of this, you should be able to configure various cards for the various expansion slots. You should know the difference between ISA and PCI cards with respect to configuration issues. This objective includes correctly setting IRQs, DMAs and IO ports for the cards, especially to avoid conflicts between devices. And this will include using the ISA PMP if there is an ISA plug-and-play device in your computer. A nice thing that they have in this documentation is they have key files, terms, and utilities. And they include the directory proc DMA, which is the direct memory addressing channel assigned to devices, proc interrupts, which is the hardware interrupts assigned to devices, proc IO ports, which is the IO ports input output ports assigned to devices, proc PCI, which is the PCI bus information as shown by the command ls PCI. PCI dump, which dumps possible ISA plug and play information, ISA PMP, which tells ISA plug and play devices what port to use, and LSPCI, which shows PCI bus information. Section 5.1, bus architectures. Now, we've covered quite a lot of this stuff before, but as a result of switching documentation we're going to be covering it again. It's no harm to do a little bit of revision. A bus is physically a set of parallel conductors that connect the components of a computer. The components of the computer use the bus to communicate by sending electrical signals to each other. The components that are connected by the bus include the CPU, the system memory, RAM or ROM, and peripherals, disk interfaces, display adapters, interrupts, and controllers resources. The following bus concepts are used both by the ISA and PCI bus. An I.O. address. To specify the specific components on a bus, the CPU uses its I.O. address. This means that the system and the bus cannot share I.O. addresses. To read a knife from a particular location in memory, the CPU hardware uses memory addresses. The ISA bus separates the concept of memory addresses from I.O. addresses although there is not a huge difference between these. When a peripheral requires CPU attention it issues an interrupt request. The CPU in response to the request stops what it's doing and speaks to the relevant peripheral usually to retrieve data or to send data to it. Buses generally have a number of interrupt request lines which enable the kernel to determine which peripheral caused the interrupt. If two peripherals share an interrupt request line it is possible that they will trigger an interrupt request simultaneously. The kernel must respond to both devices for proper operation. Shared interrupts work when interrupts are level-triggered, for example on a PCI bus. It is not possible when interrupts are edge-triggered, for example on a ISA bus. Direct memory access Using a DMA channel allows a peripheral to copy data directly in and out of computer memory. This means that the CPU is not intimately involved with the data transfer once it is in motion. Use of the DMA channel allows a device to perform direct memory access. It is generally not possible to share DMA channels between peripherals. 5.3 Bus Conflict Resolution The Linux kernel is responsible for managing the assignment of IRQs interrupt request lines, I/O ports, and DMA channels. The kernel will not assign a resource to two drivers unless it is shareable, that's a level-triggered interrupt on a PCI bus. A number of resource conflicts can occur on a bus, for example. I.O. address conflict. Either one or both of the devices will fail to work. Even if the one of the devices is misconfigured and no kernel module has been loaded for it, it may respond to its I/O address and cause problems. Another resource conflict might be shared IRQs. Sharing IRQs with level trigger interrupts can cause conflicts if the kernel only services one of the devices and not both. This is not likely with new kernels, but it can happen. Sharing IRQs with edge-triggered interrupts can cause one or both of the devices to fail. If a kernel module for a given device is not loaded, the device will never generate interrupts and will coexist with the other device. Another point to note is DMA channels cannot be shared. The kernel will refuse to assign DMA channels to two devices. The device for which the module is loaded first will work. To resolve conflicts for resources, you need to reconfigure the devices so that they do not conflict. Gold cards can be configured by changing jumpers on the card. ISA PMP can change the resource assigned for plug-and-play cards. Some PC biases contain this facility too. Often the biases include facilities for changing the interrupts and memory locations of built-in devices. IRQ conflicts between devices on the PCI bus and ISA bus can be resolved by telling the BIOS to reserve certain IRQ lines for the ISA bus. IO ports do not conflict since the PCI bus uses an inter- independent range of port addresses. Section 5.4 PCI card configuration. The Peripheral Component Interconnect (PCI) bus includes resource assignment as parts of its specification. To make a PCI card work, you, mean you merely need to load the correct kernel module. To determine which kernel module will work, you can consult the output of lspci command. The module is then loaded using the command modprobe module name. If there are options required for the modules, you can enter them in the file /etc/modules.conf. And run a dep mod minus a lspci list pci devices. Each device on a PCI bus is connected to a specific slot, and it identifies itself by a manufacturer and device number. Typing in man space lspci gives us the man page for the PCI utilities command. And it says lspci is a utility for displaying information about all PCI buses in the system. Each device on the PCI bus is plugged into a specific slot and identified by a manufacturer and device number. Happily, lspci can display the names of these devices but by- cross-referencing them against slash user slash share pci.ids file which contains a list of vendors and their products that might be in a different location in your distribution for example on kubuntu it's slash user slash share slash misc slash pci.ids even if the vendor id is not listed lspci will tell you what type of device it is to find the components on a PCI bus, you can look in the file slash proc slash PCI or use the lspci command. Just type in lspci, we'll dump out a list of PCI numbers and what they are. So when I do it, I see that 0000 is the host bridge. For example, 02:00.0 colon 00.0 is the Ethernet controller. You can get more specific information on a particular component by typing lspci minus S and then the ID number for example zero two colon zero zero dot zero minus V for, for both and we see here more information about it the IO port that's used the memory is at where the IRQ that it's using. Section 5.5 ISA card configuration. To change the settings that an ISA card is using generally requires changing the jumpers on the card itself. The section following is one example how to change the settings on an ISA card which supports ISA plug and play. With few exceptions the kernel modules supporting ISA cards have to be configured with specific parameters. Most drivers are capable of detecting interrupt values so the critical values to assign are the I.O addresses. The best way to assign values is to read the relevant documentation and set the jumpers according to the free resources of your PC. You can sometimes just guess. Here's an example of loading a kernel module for an NE2000 Ethernet adapter. The NE2000 driver requires the 8390 driver. So on the printout, they do uh, insmod space space 8390.0, and it gives back no uh, feedback. They do an in NE space ne.0, and that gives the error back no such device or address and the hint is insmod errors can be caused by incorrect module parameters, including invalid IO or IRQ parameters. You may find more information in the syslog or the output from DMessage. So that didn't work. Now let's guess an IO address. Now they put in the command insmod space any dot o space, I/O, equals zero x. 220 and it gives no such device or address so we learned that network card is not at 0x220 and they now go and do um, a little loop command to find out everyone that it is and then at the end they do an ls mod i would like to hear some feedback from people as to how relevant isa stuff is to the lpi certification exams section 5.6 isa plug-and-play devices. A plug-and-play device is very similar to a card which is configured with jumpers, except that the jumpers are missing. ISA PMP devices are automatically configured by the BIOS or their operating system. Before the ISA PMP standard was devised, many hardware manufacturers configured their hardware IO addresses using special MS-DOS-based utility programs. The ISA PMP program replaces this functionality. To configure a PMP device, use PMP dump, redirected to slash etc forward slash to determine possible configuration settings for the file. Edit that file and remove comments. Optionally change the parameters from the defaults. Then run isapmp space forward slash egc forward slash isapmp.conf to set the parameters the device actually uses and then load the kernel module for the device. New kernel modules include a module named isa-pmp which automatically configures ISA PMP cards. You can configure misbehaving and unsupported cards manually by writing to forward slash proc forward slash ISA PMP, although using PMP dump and ISA PMP may prove simpler. Section 5.7 kernel interface commands. The following kernel interface files in slash proc display the assigned bus resources, and that is forward slash proc for slash the file interrupts. For each CPU proc interrupts shows an interrupt which are in use by the kernel and the number of time each interrupt has been triggered. The file for slash proc for slash IO ports ...shows the IO ports which are in use by the kernel drivers... ...and are displayed by the IO ports interface. Similarly, the command cat space forward slash proc forward slash IO mem... ...provides memory mapping of the IO allocations. That brings us to the end of this section. We had a quiz at the beginning. Question number one, what was the purpose of an interrupt? An interrupt indicates that a peripheral requires CPU attention. It could be reading or writing. And what's the purpose of an IO address? The answer is an IO address can be used by the bus to identify a particular peripheral or a component of the peripheral. And what's the purpose of a DMA channel? A DMA channel is used for coordinating data transfers between peripherals and memory this frees the cpu to do more productive work what happens when there is a resource conflict between two devices and the answer is either one or both devices will not work it is possible that one of the devices may function unreliably and under what circumstances can two devices share the same irq value and the answer is on a bus which uses level-triggered interrupts, it is possible to share interrupt values. On the ISA bus and on the EISA bus, interrupt sharing is not possible. On the PCI bus, interrupt sharing is the norm. And just to give you a summary of what the um, O'Reilly book says in relation to this, uh, it describes setting up different PCI cards, gives the example of three eras: the jumper era, the non-volatile era, and the modern era. It goes through the cat proc interrupts. It also refers to to catproc DMA, catproc I/O ports, and it says that on the exam you should be aware of the default resource assignments listed. You should also know how to examine a running Linux system's resource assignment using the proc file system. It makes reference to Table 3.1, which has ttyS0 com1 as I/O address of 3f8 and IRQ4. However, there it says you don't need to memorize all the device settings in PCI architecture. But you should be ready to answer specific questions regarding some of the more common ones, such as setting uh, ports and such. Again, Mm -hmm. somebody might be able to advise us as to whether that's something that we would need to remember or not for the exam. That brings me to the end of this section. I hope you like the change in format. It's a lot drier, probably, but what it should allow us to do also is that if there are other presenters, they can simply take a section from this courseware and just follow it through. I got this information from the Lot of Linux, one of the guys on the Lot of Linux Links IRC channel, which is a nice place to hang out. And they've also pointed me to a CD, which I'll also include on the show notes. Okay, thank you very much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. The following term, uh, we will be talking about device configuration, if I don't do something else in the meantime. But from me, have a good evening, and keep hacking. Thank you for listening to Hack Republic Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.